On today's show, we're looking ahead to all of Friday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you for also making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are here to preview the action for Friday, a very light Friday, just seven games in the NBA. Normally, we have those busier ones with the old you know, 10, 11 games sometimes, but just, uh, just seven games on today. So let's talk about those games right now. The first one is the Magic, the Orlando Magic, taking on the uh, Toronto Raptors. Franz Wagner is someone that I really want to watch because he is playing, I wouldn't say he's blowing us away with gigantic numbers, but he's just playing good basketball. He's getting good minutes, and he's producing across the board. I firmly maintain that he is a 12-team league guy. I don't think that Chumura Kiki is going to start over him when he returns. How it all works when Johnny Isaac is back is uh, still up in the air, and it remains to be seen, but Wagner's been impressive. But Suggs has not. Jalen Suggs has struggled a little bit, again, with rookie point guards. I am going to hold them. I'm going to hold them for a few weeks at least before I decide to drop, because it's often a pretty tough adjustment early on. Sometimes they struggle all season. De'Aaron Fox, Darius Garland, two names that really come to mind, and they pick it up later on in their career. And maybe that's going to be Suggs this season, but I'm going to give him a few weeks because guys like you know, Trey Young sucked for two weeks. LaMelo Ball sucked to begin the year, and they were awesome. So I think holding on to those guys is worth it. While for the Raptors, another rookie. Three rookies want to look at here. Scotty Barnes, who's putting up some really, really good numbers. He got the assist going last game. He's playing good defense. He's scoring pretty well, decently efficient. We know the free throws can be a concern, but let's see what he can do in this one. And then for deeper formats, Delano Banton. He, uh, he took the backup point guard job away from Goran Dragic last game. He looked really good doing it. Nick Nurse has been talking about him a ton. He's jumped ahead of Malachi Flynn in the rotation. So for deeper leagues, there is something to look at there for Delano Banton. The paces in the nets. There is no Malcolm Brogdon. We assume that TJ McConnell will move into the starting lineup. It might be Brad Wanamaker, but McConnell, I believe, will get majority of those minutes. So he becomes an ad until at least Brogdon comes back. And then I want to watch Chris Duarte, who was really good early first game. And then he's, he's dropped off. He's been solid, but he hasn't been excellent like he was in that first game. Without Brogdon, are they going to funnel more shots through him? We don't know whether Levert is going to be playing at this stage. So that could, you know... Levert could come in and just take a lot of Brogdon shots as he recovers from his uh, back fracture. Unless I've seen... No, no, Levert is still questionable. I, I didn't think we'd seen any uh, definitive news on that. Well, for the Nets, James Harden, we know it's been a struggle for Jim so far this season. He's not hitting his shots efficiently. He's not getting to the rim. He's not getting free throws. The thing that's got to start to happen, though, is those shots just have to start falling for him at some point. Everything else is all right. 
like the all the rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, that's all fine. It's just that the shots aren't going in. It's in, impacting him. So let's watch him. While also, let's pay some attention to the shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, I believe they will keep starting him after whatever tomfoolery Nash was going through to begin the year. So Brown has nice 14-team league value and some definite stream value for 12-team leagues on Friday. The Hornets in the heat, the aforementioned Lamelo Ball, has been under 30 minutes every game that hasn't gone to overtime. And even in that overtime game, he was under 30 in regulation. What are we going to see from Borrego with Lamelo Ball and his playing time? Will Lamelo stop getting 2,000 in the first four minutes? Will Borrego trust Ball over Smith? We bloody hope so. And then um, we want to watch Kelly Oubre, who has not been particularly good. He's getting a lot of minutes. We don't know if Rogier is going to play. What do his minutes look like if Terry does in fact play? What does Oubre's role look like? I'm not convinced that he's going to remain a 12-team league player. While for the uh, for the Miami Heat, um, Bam Adebayo, just absolutely no assists going on for him whatsoever. He's not a big shot blocker. He's losing value pretty quickly because of, I think, the addition of Kyle Lowry. So let's see if Bam does anything to change my mind there. But let's also see if Lowry can do anything offensively in terms of shooting, because that's been really piss poor. He's getting a lot of assists, but he's not doing too much else. So we'd like to see... We'd like to see Kyle uh, be able to do a little bit more offensively. He still remains a 12-team league guy, Kyle Lowry. The Kings and the Pelicans. The Pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He's playing at an astonishingly high level. The shots are going in. The usage is massive. His three-point attempt rate is up. And he's playing like 38 minutes a night. Can he keep it up? I would say no. But... Let's see what they do with him, what they do in terms of the playing time. How does the usage look for Barnes? And can those shots keep going in? But on the other side, Darren Fox has looked terrible. He's saying there's no issue with his shoulder. He's full of shit. There's a problem with his shoulder, but he can't hit shots. He can't hit free throws. His usage is down. He doesn't look good at all. I'm worried about that issue uh, lingering all season. I hope we can get a game where he can turn it around. That would be awesome if we could finally get him to put up a good game because it... uh, it hasn't been there for a while. For the Pelicans, of course, still no Zion Williamson. Devontae Graham's last two or three games have been really good. He's hitting shots at a much, much higher level than he did in Charlotte. The minutes are up. The usage is strong. He's been really good. And then I also want to watch second-round rookie Herb Jones, who's found himself in the starting lineup with Josh Hart out. Now, I don't know if the hitman is going to play in this game, or if he does, will they bring Hart off the bench and keep Jones starting? I'm not sure. Jones is not much of a fantasy option. But just being out there and producing the defense that he is as a rookie is super important. And maybe some other stuff can start to come later on. We're not at that point yet. But um, that is something, I think, for us to watch. Guys, we all we all know McDonald's. We know that it's a place where you can get tasty, affordable food. It's been a part of our lives, though, for so long. It's a part of the community. It's where you used to go when you're in school for birthday parties. It's where you now would take your kids for birthday parties. After sporting events... After you've played your little league game, you've played your basketball tournament, let's head to Macca's and grab a cheeseburger. And you see other people from other teams and your other teammates there. It's just been like an unofficial community center for all of this time. So why don't you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Yes, I am. All right, let's go on to the next game. We're going to look at the Mavericks and the Nuggets. This is a back-to-back for Dallas. There is a chance that... um, that your mate, Kristaps Porzingis, Porzingis, is ready to go after missing Thursday's game. 
I want to watch Jalen Brunson. The Spurs were down massive. Um, yeah, look, massively. And then Brunson brought him back. I'm recording this before that game is over, by the way. Um, so let's see how how Brunson looks again, even though he didn't start. And Tim Hardaway. Hardaway, again, what's he doing apart from hitting threes and scoring? It's fine. But I'm not, is there anything else that he can bring? Because we haven't really seen much of that. Well, for the Nuggets, is this finally the time that Michael Malone unleashes the stiffy? Bones Highland. You can talk about it. Oh, he's got big balls. Bones, he's great. Oh, he brings what we need. I've got to find a way to give him more minutes. Here's an idea. Give him more minutes then. I'll tell you what the way is. You tell Faku to sit on his ass. You tell Austin Rivers thanks, but no thanks. And then you put Bones in. You might even tell Monty Morris, Monty, you're not, you're not bringing it for us. Bring Bones in. Does Malone actually play him? And does he play him decent minutes? And then Aaron Gordon, who's been bad most of this season, although last game was really quite good. So what is Aaron Gordon? I don't think that he is you know, awesome or anything along those lines. I, I think that he can be a stream option. Um, I think that yeah, he's not a must-roster 12-team league guy, but it was encouraging signs for him in the last game, which is always... Uh, you always want to see those positives and those encouraging signs. So let's hope that that can continue for Aaron Gordon. While for the Clippers and the Trailblazers, Eric Bledsoe, he's still hitting steals at a really, really high level. So that's awesome. The shooting and the offense has dropped off a bit. I still believe that Bledsoe remains a must-hold player, but I'd like to see a little bit more. Marcus Morris remains out for the uh, for the Clippers. So Terrence Mann, he's getting a lot of minutes, man, but I wouldn't say he's blowing us away. Like he's been okay. He's not a top 100 player. I think he might be 128th or something like that, which is all right. But can he start to do something that makes me think he is a must-hold player? Because at this point, I'm wavering. For the Blazers, Damian Lillard. He had a nice third quarter last game, but still overall been shooting terribly all season. Can we start to get a good full game from Damian Lillard? That would be great. And the same for Bob Covington, who has been really bad. Um, I said this earlier today that... I'm worried that maybe this is the drop-off. Maybe this is the drop-off in his career that he's just never coming back from. I'm going to give him a couple of weeks grace on that, but it hasn't looked good so far, has it? The Cavs, Lakers, Evan Mobley. I just want to watch him because he's been awesome. He's a top 35 player so far in fantasy this season, um, and I expect him to continue to put up really good numbers. Well, Ravishing Rick Rubio is a 12-team league guy just on the basis of what he's doing assists-wise. Isaac Okoro will be out again. Kevin Pangos is out. So there's going to be a lot of minutes there for Rubio. You know, 27, 28 minutes a night probably coming his way. Well, for the Lakers, Kent Bazemore has played a little bit better in the last two games, and that helps if you're streaming for deeper formats. While Russell Westbrook, what can we get out of Westbrook? Can we get any night of good shooting? Would be good. We expect LeBron to return. So how does Westbrook play? In His last two games without LeBron have been good, but how does he play now if LeBron and Davis are both there? How does he fit in? Can he find a way to put up decent numbers? And that hasn't been the case so far. So let's see how it all goes. In terms of streaming options for nine category leagues, these are some options for uh, Friday's games. Bruce Brown, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick Batum, Jalen Brunson, Kent Bazemore, Dwight Powell, Luke Kennard, and Jeremy Lamb with the absence of Malcolm Brogdon. For deeper formats, these are uh, rostered in under 10% of leagues. You've got Brown, you've got Batum there, you've got Bazemore, Dwight Powell, Luke Kennard, Jeremy Lamb, and then throw in The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, and also Jalen McDaniels, especially if Terry Rozier is out in Charlotte. McDaniels has been playing pretty well, especially last game. For points leagues, we're looking at these are guys rostered in under 50% of leagues. Franz Wagner should be rostered everywhere. Bruce Brown, Terrence Mann, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, LaMarcus Aldridge, Nick Batum, and Kevin Love. 
Before we get out of here, I've got to tell you that the number one place to place your bets for football and basketball season is Bet Online. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile site and use our promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive 50% welcome match bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, the World Series, NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. And of course, while you're doing that, why don't you have a delicious Built Bar? Built Bar are the protein, well, they're the protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are the best tasting protein bar ever, whether that is salted caramel flavor or raspberry or cherry or cookies and cream or coconut. Built Bar has the best tasting protein bars out there, but it's not just about the taste. They're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and load up your box with boxes of Built Bars. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. And that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app or on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.